everyone. Um, I'll share my research with you. I feel that now it's more like sharing than presenting after, after yesterday. Um, just uh, about myself a little bit. I teach architecture and interior design for like 17 years already. I started teaching really in a young age, kind of. And in my research, I do two things. Mostly, I, sometimes I research, research the point of view of the teacher the designer, the teacher, and look at design studio models. That's what I used to do before. And now, basically, I'm you know, flipping and looking at how the designer himself or the learner kind of learns design. So I try to kind of combine both of the sides of the teacher on the one side and the student on the other side. And, and for many years, I noticed there's a fundamental differences in, between students when you teach them of how they approach a design task how do they develop their solutions, and mostly how they sketch. And I was really, I'm bothered with these differences, and I think that teachers and students are not aware enough of these differences, and they don't use it properly in order to, um, how would they say, maximize their abilities or strength in design processes. So in this kind of, and I think that today one of the most important things for students and designers is to really be able to choose the right strategy and tools and information and, and knowledge to be able to develop their processes. And the beginning part, the design process, when you start, is, is crucial to how you will develop. So in the beginning, what I'll do very shortly, explain uh, my interest. I'm going to deal today only with sketching, but I want to put it in the context of the larger, uh, larger research. Uh, first of all, when you deal with individual differences in design process, I think, I mean, I'm sure there are more issues, but you have to tackle three parameters or issues. One is, will be design behavior, which I'll explain the stages of the design problem and the sketching. And I see a connection between the two, and if you want to understand individual differences uh, of students, uh, of how they approach design tasks and how they think, you have to consider, I think, these three parameters. I'm not going to go into uh, details about <coughs> problem formulation, solution generation, but just to say that my research deals both mostly with the, just the conceptual stage of the process, meaning what happens when you get a task, what happens the first, uh, let's say, one hour, okay? And I'm not looking for results at all. I just want to see the differences in how students use sketches and to take these differences and to show how I can take different characteristics and form like a profile, see if I can find groups and approaches to design. So uh, what I did, and I'll expand a little bit more, in the, my previous research, my PhD, very shortly was about design behavior. And I... Uh, Look at design behavior. Here I just show just uh, some of the categories. There were a lot more. I was looking at designer students. I had like 100 students. I photographed them. I used protocol analysis. And I was looking at specific characteristics that represent design behavior or action the way I saw it. For instance, what personal resource, resources that uh, the students use, uh, are they related to reality? Are they very personal? Etc. What kind of solution do they have? Is it detailed, multi-aspect? Do they have solutions at all? What, what is their aim when they design a task? What are the main preferences, the thinking type? What kind of example do they use? Do those examples come from their personal world? Is it related to uh, within domain knowledge? What kind of you know, examples do they use? And how do they assess their when they design, even those first 20 minutes or an hour, how do they assess their um, 
their design? Do they look at the spe specification in the beginning? Do they assess themselves? There are all kinds of different categories of the assessment. So, so this is design behavior. On the other side, it's the sketching. And I just have to... Um, I like the definition of sketching by Barbara Tversky. She says, sketches are a way of turning internal thoughts public, of making fleeting thoughts more permanent. And I like this idea of fleeting thoughts. And I think the nice thing about sketching, and, some, and you talked about it uh, uh, yesterday, about this idea of ambiguity. Sketches are ambiguous. I mean, they're hard to grasp. And this is what makes them so interesting because you can look at sketches from different sides and uh, different angles. And I think um, when I look at uh, sketches, I'm, I'm interested in the idea of interact, in, in how they interact and how they're active in terms of the designer himself. And Donald Scholl talks a, lo a lot about reflection and action, the way sketches forces a designer uh, to be active. If you're not active or you don't use the sketches and, and repeat sketching or you're not free enough to uh, interact with your sketches, you're stuck. So many times students are stuck because they're afraid to continue or they, you know, they're afraid that maybe it's not nice. So I'm not talking about if the sketches are nice or I'm not talking about the quality of the sketches but the, the way they are just in terms of the type of them. So we have the sketching and this is basically just the background of the of the small experiment. So what I'll do here shortly I will, I will discuss uh, how I identify the sketching characteristics. Uh, later I will show the solutions or the sketching profile I arrived with and then we'll discuss if there's a connection between sketching profiles that I arrived with with design behavior and ultimately design strategy which was something that I discovered and I didn't know that I will end up with. Uh, okay. So what I did, I went back to my previous research, you know, those hundred designers, and I had tons of sketches that I didn't even analyze, because in my previous research, I did protocol analysis, John talked about it yesterday, and I had tons of things about um, students verbalizing and telling while designing their thoughts and, you know, verbalized it. So I had tons of sketches that I didn't know what to do with because it wasn't part of my research. And I said, okay, I can go back to these sketches. And by viewing the sketches very generally, I gave it to a few other people to do it with me, I can uh, arrive with categories. And of course, I used other categories of John as well. Of It's not only, there's a lot of uh, people researching sketches, Gabi Goldschmidt and Tversky and Suwa and other people talking about the nature of sketching. But I don't think a lot of, um, I didn't find many research dealing with individual differences relating to sketching. So I went to these, um, you know, old sketching and I was searching for characteristics. And for example, the first one is um, what, uh, what is the preference of the student? Does he use writing? Does he use sketching? Does he combine writing and sketching? Um, what kind of sketching does he use? Are the sketching very detailed? Or he, does he relate to spatial layout? Are the sketches are very abstract? Okay, if he writes, what does it mean? What is the sketching? Is the, again, I talked about it. Um, other, cate other categories are, um, what kind of variation of rep representational type do they have? Do they use plans, section, perspectives, details? Diagrams, so, and how, how do they combine with one another? Um, 
Do they use additional, additional representation or tools, for example, hatching, color, etc.? Do they refer to scale at all? Okay. If they refer to scale, do they put people, openings, furniture, and how do they assess uh, their design? I forgot to say that because I teach interior design, this was very valuable, all these characteristics. I'm sure that if I uh, would have looked at other speci specification or other uh, references in terms of sketching, maybe the categories will be... Uh, would be different, but I needed categories that I can use in this research specifically for interior designers. Okay, so after having these characteristics, I said, okay, you know, I have this brief, and I want to see uh, how students are actually relate. Oh, sorry. Okay. So now I'll explain the experiment. What I did, I gave interior design students in the second year. I gave them two design problems. The first one, they could choose, they could choose between three uh, uh, problems, and the second one was the modern age uh, problem that we all, uh, we all used. It's important to notice that I gave them the same drawings as, um, as the basic drawings to work on, because they're interior designers in the second year, they're already very familiar with doing, uh, um, uh, with designing, with um, you know, spaces that they get. So they got plan, section, and some kind of a symmetric just to show them. So they won't have any difficulties of understanding the space and immediately can start designing. And why did I do that? Because I thought that there will be a difference between the two problems. I thought that uh, there will be a difference in the way the sketch between being able to choose a problem and just getting one problem without being able to choose any, and later I'll show uh, what I write with. So they had maybe one hour or half an hour, around an hour for the first one, and then for the second one. I collected all the sketches, and I wanted to see if there's consistency in the way they sketch. I had all the sketches all together. I knew the characteristics from my previous research, and I tried to see if I can combine these sketches and arrive with some kind of profiles. Now, it's, it's important to... I believe the teacher is like a juggler, uh, and the student as well. So. When you deal with uh, analyzing using categories and characteristics, it's very important to notice that um, you aim at seeing the relationship between the characteristics. You're not really interested in specific characteristics because if you zoom in too much, you can't really see the overall behavior. So we talked about generalization. It's very, when you see one sketch or one student, it's very difficult for you inside the process. So you have to go further back and back until you have all your uh, sketches in front of you and suddenly it pops out. It's like an aha moment. And suddenly you see, aha, okay, this is how these categories work. So it's very, you have to find the right perspective of how you analyze <coughs> perspectives or, or drawings in order to arrive with solutions. This is just an example to show a group of students. Uh, you can see in, uh, um, in color that certain um, characteristics were, uh, con uh, were uh, consistent in the way uh, they were, they were uh, using the sketches. And I'm not going to go into, because this is just an example to show how I worked. 
this is a, definitely a qualitative research. I didn't use statistics. I didn't have enough students. And I learned from my previous research that in order to do those statistics, you need minimum 100 students to be able to actually see like the overall uh, profile. So this is something that I just started. And I hope that with these kind of results, I can go further and use maybe quantitative um, analysis using you know, a lot more students. So I arrived with three different profiles of sketchings. Again, this is uh, an assumption. I'm, I'm sure I'm going to have to continue to, uh, to research this. What's interesting is that they're very different from one another. And when you look at the differences, suddenly, you know, it's kind of, um, you know, it becomes very interesting. So I, there are two, uh, three uh, profiles, and I named them differently, and I'll explain each of them. The first one I, I called realization sketching profile, the second learning sketching profile, and the third designer reflective sketching profile. And you can see, for example, that in the realization profile, they use detailed sketches. In the learning profile, they do, I'll explain it later, multi-aspect uh, sketches. They repeat the sketch many times, and they look at different aspects of the problem. And in the, uh, the third one, the design reflective sketching profile, the sketches are completely abstract. And now we'll go to a, de uh, to a more explain, I'll explain each of the profile. So the first profile is the one I called realization. And I call it realization because these designers use the sketch um, as a means to realize, like, um, to realize uh, if they can find in reality certain ideas that can be, uh, be brought to the, to the design problem. They use mostly uh, perspective, which is surprising. They use perspective as a means of drawing. They don't, and in the perspective, it's very hard to see the details, but they try to detail as much as possible comparing to the other students. What you see very clearly in the perspective is that they're looking at context. They always look, they're real, they want to see the, the reality, they want to see how their project relates to the context around them. It can be by, um, by putting in windows and putting uh, trees outside. The context could be the inside, the, spa the spatial context. And what they do, they install. They install uh, elements of furniture and the strategy of installation. Uh, the, pre the perspective helps them to see how it actually works within the space. So the idea of installation becomes very important as a strategy when you look at this, uh, at this profile. Um, again, there are many uh, categories of different kinds of uh, sketching. And this sketching I call communicating sketch because these people want to realize and to want to detail their project or mini solutions. So they like to communicate. They communicate it with others. It can be a, a designer or a student or even somebody from, from the outside. So very, they're very communicative. It's very easy to see, and you don't have to be a designer to understand their, uh, their approach to design. So their approach is very realistic. They're looking for detailed solution. They want it to be, they want it, uh, to, um, to assess it in reality. So now we'll go to the other uh, um, profile. Now you see it's totally different. Until you see the differences and you put them all together, it seems that very much alike. But when you put them together, suddenly you see that it's a big difference. These people and uh, these designers, and you see, they do it all in scale. They use the specification that I gave them. They, they constantly repeat it. They trace it, and they, tr they try to find a lot of variations 
for solution. They don't care about detailed solution. They don't look at the context at all. They don't care if it uh, relates to reality and if there's any solution. They want to frame the problem. They always stay within the parameters of the problem and constantly trace it and put different and insert different kinds of solution within. So their strategy, I call it the insertion, insertion strategy, is totally different. They, and I call it a learning uh, profile because um, they see the design uh, problem as a learning experience. They want to be good in understanding the problem. They don't move and they don't uh, break the boundaries. They don't care about if it's true or if, if they arrive at any solution, but they want to understand the problem. Do they meet the spe spe specification? Do they understand the space? How can they insert new strategy or new, new spatial or interior design to the given parameters? So very much working like this. And you can see they accentuate sometimes. And I have more examples. Okay, again, you can see it's, a, it's totally different and it's all very kind of strict. It's very analytical and they use the, the whole hour they use just to create more and more sections and, and, and plans. They don't use perspectives and they're very much um, into scale. And now we have the third profile, which is again, it's very different. I called it... Uh, designer reflecting sketching profile because these designers, they don't care about solutions at all and they don't care about specification at all. They don't even care about the problem. All they care about is themselves. They want to, uh, they want to um, kind of um, discover if they can find any issue or any idea within the problem and they mostly relate to their own personal process. So they don't even care if there's any solution or it doesn't matter if you ask them to. They begin always with a personal story and they start writing. The other ones, they hardly write. Sometimes they add, you know, just uh, some diagrams in order to uh, kind of accentuate the... Um, but they write a lot. They write all kinds of personal ideas. They can go further to their childhood, whatever. And they do write and write, and they have just one hour. And I didn't tell them to finish or what to do. I told them, you know, just do something with this problem. And they continue. And in the end, they, they just bring you those notes or very fragmented uh, drawings, and it's fine with them. They don't have any problem with not meeting um, the specification. They don't even see that there are drawings there. Sometimes you don't even see anything related to the plan or section or anything given to them. So this is an example of a writing. And sometimes ambiguous. Their sketches are very ambiguous. You don't even know if it relates to the problem or not. It's very fragmented and it's very personal. But some of them are very beautiful. I mean, you can't even notice that it relates to the specification I gave. It's something. Something relates. And there are lines, and I cut it because she continues with the lines, with the perspective. She puts a, a person that is somewhere there in the universe. She doesn't even care about any of the issues I gave, uh, I gave her. So I think what's interesting here that, and we talked yesterday, maybe in the end, They'll all come, by the way, they'll have great solutions and great designs, and I see them two months later, and they all know to design. And in a way, in order to be a good designer, you need those three approaches. You have to relate to yourself. 
you have to relate specification and know how the space works, <coughs> and you have to relate to reality. You have to know how the experience of the space will actually uh, become reality. So you need these three. But the question is, how do you start? And I believe that in order to, to kind of capture the students, and uh, he, he must trust the process. The minute he trusts you as a teacher and the process, then, um, then he's free. Then you can uh, teach him and tell him to do a lot of things. For instance, if you tell him, look, you know, it's excellent, you're very personal, you have great stories now, let's see if you can look at the space itself. Or go and look and search and find some uh, specification or go to reality and fine, no problem. So it gives you a lot of opportunities the minute you tackle or you capture this approach and you relate to it as a, as a beginning, as a starting point, then you can go with your student and it's amazing how um, free they become. In a way they become like, the sketches become part of their continuous um, deliberation. So if, if I talk about the problems that I gave in the beginning that I thought it would be different, I didn't see any difference when I gave them a choice of the three problems or, or, this, or the problems that we all had. The, uh, and this can be for a few reasons. One reason could be maybe that the problem or the modern age problem was very good actually because it was very open. So each one could find his own way to kind of tackle it either personally or realistically or within the parameters of the problem. And the three problems I gave, and I didn't even speak about, they were very different. I mean, one problem was more realistic, the other was more personal. So, but in the end, they were very much alike, and I didn't see any difference in the way people uh, sketched. It's very, it's easy to see in the learning uh, profile. You see the first student had, that's the first uh, uh, sketch that he had relating to the first problem, and then the second, and they're very similar. Again, if you look at the details, they can be different, but the idea of the parameter, the idea of putting things and inserting the new interior to the old one is the same. So, in a way, it's almost uh, the same uh, type of approach. Something that I, I thought was interesting in this uh, discovery is this idea of interior design strategy. Because I, um, I wrote an article I, on uh, strategies of interior design and how they can be part of the curricul curriculum design or for interior, suddenly I saw this connection between the different uh, profiles and the sketching and the strategy. And I think this is very important for interior design students to be able to relate their beginning or their personal way of doing things to bigger strategies. So immediately you can take a, a student from being very personal in what he does and immediately jump to a very general idea of what is interior design. And then you can move from the very personal to the very general, which I think this is important in teaching to show somebody that is part of a, a larger idea and he's not just doing his own kind of thing. So, so this move between, uh, between the personal and general is very important. And these strategies can help uh, not just teachers, but the students themselves to understand that um, these uh, kind of uh, strategies can, can work and can help them design. Of course, again, it's not when you do an analysis and you break things apart, 
I mean, doesn't really happen in reality. Of course, you use all the strategies. I mean, you use the installation and the insertion together when you design. But sometimes there is a certain emphasis. The emphasis can change, by the way, when you design through the process. So you can start with one strategy and move to another. It doesn't mean that it, you, it has to be like, it's not uh, very clear. So this is one thing. So when I go to, summari to summarize uh, this uh, little experiment, um, I think these sketches can show this, you know, like big approaches of how to tackle design. Again, I'm just talking about the conce conceptual stage of the design. I'm not speaking about the complete process. I'm just talking about the first stage of designing. I believe that it will it it's only relates not only relates to this uh, first stage, but that's what I did here. Um, I can see a relationship again between these profiles that I discovered to my previous research. So it's very important because I can see a sketch, and then I can tell students, you know, if you relate to reality, and I know from my previous research that these people like to search uh, in. Um, design domain, I can tell him, you know, go to the library, look at this and this work. Or I know that if somebody is very personal, you know, he should go and research his family or... So it gives me a lot of um, um, directions of basically how to teach and how to allow students to kind of bring information from the outside and develop his, his, uh, uh, his design. And... So again, I started talking about it. How can it help in education? I think first of all, students can be more can trust their uh, their process. Um, differentiating between designers again is a tool for education. I think it's very important to start with it. Um, of course, you can develop. Uh, you can allow the students to better choose design tools and representational tools. So there, they are very confused, and I think. Today, sketches can play a new role. They're like a glue, okay? So if you, ha if you need, and today, I mean, students use all kinds of uh, uh, different tools anymore. They don't use like a singular tool, so they need something to connect. And sketching begins something that you can return to. So, of course, we, can, we have to develop these strategies, and I think maybe uh, if I could develop it and use, but not to imitate it in computer, but to realize that these approaches can be used in, in other ways, not just hand sketching. It can help people like uh, and designers to choose their strategies. And um, that's it, basically. Thank you.